author of the number one bestseller, Sensitivity is Your Superpower, How to Harness Your Gifts, Fulfill Your Purpose, and Create a Life of Joy, as well as Guide to Healing Chronic Pain, a Holistic Approach. And uh, today is the first Monday of the month, so I have the pleasure of uh, having with me Dr. Dennis Loebstein because I am um, a big fan of LifeWave phototherapy patches, and so is Dr. Dennis, and we've been uh, teaching uh, people around the world how to use uh, these patches and um, uh, very easy and sometimes creative ways as well. Um, I tend to teach more like this, you know, dumbed down, simple version, uh, but we've taken a lot of concepts uh, taught by Dr. Dennis and Dr. Quila uh, and some of my other LifeWave colleagues, um, and, uh, you know, we've put them on the the I have a blog so if you are like oh wow I haven't heard this before I I'd love to see what the archives are like of the LifeWave Ask the Doctors radio show um, you can go to patchtrainingteam.com so all one word patchtrainingteam.com and there you'll actually see that we have a blog and on the blog I actually write notes every month for you as uh, so a labor love <laughs> um, of of all the amazing wisdom that Dr. Dennis is sharing with us on this Q&A. So how this works is that um, uh, if you are on with us live, I'll open up the chat. Um, you can always call in live as well. Um, the number to call in is 818-514-1190. Hit 1 so we know your hand is up and you have a question. Please keep your questions related to symptoms. We cannot, uh, you know, talk about curing, preventing, or treating any uh, official medical condition. Um, so we want to stick with symptoms, um, and otherwise we can't really answer those questions officially. Uh, and Dr. Dennis is an expert at uh, Asian medicine, ch uh, traditional Chinese medicine, so he's going to give us some background uh, for each of the Q and A's, you know, um, of, of you know things to look for and uh, different protocols that you can try. And so um, I am excited to welcome you to the show, Dr. Dennis. Thank you for being here. My pleasure, Dr. Karen. It's a joy being here with you for, like, we're in our eighth year now and uh, just love flapping my gums and sharing information with people. <laughs> well, thank goodness for us. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, yeah, so so I'm going to actually be writing um, this in the blog, and just everyone, uh, you know, that has a question, just keep in mind that it's going to take me some time to just get that out, so it'll be maybe an hour maybe after the show, um, we'll actually embed the show as well as, you know, uh, the questions and the answers, so we don't need your full name, so just your first name, and then, you know, what issue or issues that you're dealing with, what symptoms, um, and then we can... Um, so uh, I do want to check Dr. Dennis. I'm going to open up the events here um, and um, just to see if anyone has put in some comments. Let me go to the discussion here and some questions. Alrighty. So on this page, I don't see anything. So I'm going to just check the other page as well because what we do is um, – we have uh, an events page on Facebook, and we ask people to, you know, put their questions and comments underneath that page, and I also have a private group for my folks as well, so sometimes they'll put that uh, under there instead. So let me just see here. Do, 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 do. Okay, well, I don't know where that is, actually. <laughs> I'm looking at uh, where the events are. Okay. Um, yeah, there it is. Okay. I got it. 
All right. Nope. It doesn't look like anybody wrote anything. Wow. I can't believe that. Okay. So, <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. It's all good. I have plenty of questions <laughs> if somebody doesn't. Right. So we're going to go to the phones then, Dr. Dennis. And uh, let's see here. We've got some folks with their hand up. I'm going to pick the first person, area code 503. So I'm going to unmute you. Hi. Who's this? Hi, it's Rita. Oh. Hello. Mm-hmm. Hello, Ta. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Thank you for both being there. Um my my question is uh dealing with my um struggling to breathe, which uh got way better and then got way worse again. And uh, I feel like a a fish out of the ocean. I'm kind of gasping for air whenever I move. Got it, got it. And there wasn't anything in particular that um, that you thought made it worse at all, like season change or, you know, any other additional heart. stress? I think it's okay, heart, so heart-related. Heart-related? Yeah. Okay. Okay, maybe heart-related. Uh, anything else you could tell us about the breathing? <laughs> like when you lie down, is it worse? When you walk, is it better or worse? It's definitely worse um, when I walk. Um, I, I can swim unless I push myself pretty hard in the water. It doesn't seem to bother me there because um, I think I float. <laughs> um, but uh, definitely on land, it's tough. And even when I'm um, even when I'm trying to go to sleep, I notice it's you know I have to really focus on taking regular what I consider regular breaths or it's really shallow. Okay. And are you able to lie flat? Like in other words, or do you have like no. five pillows propping you up? Yeah, no, I I can't lie flat or my heart uh jumps around like a frog. Okay. So how many pillows do you have then? Or do you have a wedge? Um I actually sleep in a recliner. Oh, okay. Okay. So you have yeah. to you feel like you have to consciously breathe when you're sleeping. Yeah. Okay. And in the recliner. Okay. All right. Um okay, I'll let Dr. Dennis talk now now that we got kind of a little bit of a history. Thank you. Sure. Do you um do you live anywhere near a uh, forest fire or fires going on? Um, not right now, thank goodness. Um, and this this has been going on for quite a while. It's not new. Uh-huh. Right, it just got worse okay. lately. Yeah. Okay, so what happens when you put a carnosine patch on CV17 in the middle of your chest? Um, it it doesn't really change that much. I've been doing that for about six months. Okay, so then in addition to that, um, do you notice any changes if you put energy enhancer or ice wave patches on lung nine with the white one on the right and tan one on the left? Um, A little, a little. Okay. And um, any better with uh, those patches on pericardium six instead of lung nine? Yeah, that that seems to help a little more. 
Okay. Good. Um, I know it's hard to reach, but um, if you could have somebody help you uh, use um, Bladder 13, that's the um, okay. back shoe point for the lungs, and maybe okay. even um, Bladder uh, 15, that's the back shoe point for the heart. Okay. So All right. th- those two might be worth uh, hitting and seeing how they help. Okay. All right. With en- energy enhancer or ice wave. And if you can't reach them because soft tissues in the way and you have limited range of motion, uh, you can use the back scratcher technique, which is to um, stick the patch with double-sided sticky on on the uh, non-adhesive side to the back scratcher and then peel the um, adhesive off the regular adhesive side. I mean, peel the the paper, the protection off the adhesive side and then reach around with the back scratcher and the adhesive is going to be stronger than the double-sided sticky. So you can kind of reach around and tap with the back scratcher and hit those points and uh, oh, it's, a it's a little tricky, idea. but you can use a mirror, too, to, to see what you're hitting. Okay. Oh, it's a great idea. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Dr. De- I had a question for Dr. Dennis for, for Utah. Yeah. Um, what if, I mean, you know, Tom knows the Tesla protocol, right? So say she used X39 um, on a heart point in the front. Uh, is there a way of also connecting to, like, having the heart heal the heart? Does that make sense? Because nor- normally we're using the heart field to heal other parts of us, but is it possible to have like two on the heart, and or does that not work with the Tesla protocol? Um, it might. It, it works on with some people. Uh, I, I haven't found it highly effective in some, but it does work in some people, and uh, the, the Tesla works better from the heart helping all the other parts of the body. Uh, So if you were going to do heart-to-heart Tesla, you could use the points uh, on the back under T5, which is the Shendao or the spirit gate. It's also Mm -hmm. known as GV11, which is right next to bladder 15. So that's one point. And the other one could be... um, CV-17, which will open up the chest. So uh, okay. you can... Um, I was thinking maybe extra... CV-15, since so she uses CV-17 a lot. Yeah, okay, sure. Yeah. CV-15. Yeah. Okay. That's the, is, that the, is that the move point for the heart? Yes, right. Okay. And, and it's also... Get that one in 14 mixed up sometime. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, sometimes that even works better than CV-17 when you want to address the uh, heart specifically and not just open up the whole chest. Oh, okay. Great. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, great. Thank you. Okay, yeah, let us know how that goes. Let me just go ahead and mute you here. 
All right, so if you're just calling in, this is a LifeWave Q&A. This is your chance to get some expert help from Dr. Dennis. Uh, for, you know, it doesn't matter if you're on our teams or not. Uh, this is open to everyone in the world. Um, and I know Dr. Dennis and I get very, very busy with, with questions, uh, for people. And, and, um, for me, I, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't even offer sessions at this point for people. So, uh, this is your chance to, <laughs> to ask questions, uh, for free, you know, um, the number to call in is 818-514-1190. Hit 1 so we know your hand is up. Again, 818-514-1190. And hit 1 so we know you have a question. Um, the other thing I was just going to mention to Ta is that um, it's very interesting because, you know, I know Ta personally. So she is a um, highly sensitive and, and empathetic and empathic person. And I know, you know, I am as well. And what I've noticed, Dr. Dennis, and, and you are as well, so what I've noticed is sometimes I'll have, it's very slight, so certainly not to the degree that Todd experiences, but I'll have a slight um, decrease in air intake. <laughs> I was like, huh, that's interesting. Like I can't take as big a breath. Now the only way I, you know, know that is because I have this little device that I breathe into and it checks carbon dioxide and fat burning and all that kind of stuff. So on some days, I'm like, oh, wow, I don't think I could inhale as much. That's interesting. Uh, and then I will do like my um, one of the manual therapies I do is block therapy. And with block therapy, we work a lot on the core, but, you know, there's different parts of the body that we work on. Uh, but uh, one day we were working on the rib cage, and uh, well, three days in a row. And then we're just all, like, it was the back of the rib cage, the front of the rib cage, you know, even the breast and the clavicle and peeling the fascia away from the bone, it gets like so, so tight uh, on the bone. And uh, especially, you know, none of us have perfect posture, right? So there's decades of that posture that we're dealing with. And then now with computers and cell phones and all that kind of stuff, we're looking down. And I noticed a, a huge difference in the quantity of air that I could take in the next day. I mean, right away, but the next day I was like, whoa, that is so cool. So the rib cage, when I first started blocking, now you may not do the, you know, the first thing you do is your belly, but then eventually you move to your ribs. And some of it was so weird, Dr. Dennis, like we're on this like wooden block, okay, and we're lying on it, the bottom of the rib cage, underneath the boobs. There's one that you actually do the boobs, and unless you have like, you know, implants or something. Um, and at first it feels like, oh, this is like, ow, like, you know, so you have to kind of like ease your way into it so you can breathe, you know, fully but slowly, and then it kind of starts melting and then melting, and then now, I mean, I can pretty much just, you know, I don't even have to use the bed anymore, I can just lie on the yoga mat and have this, you know, wooden block like right against my rib cage and just relax and be able to breathe because my rib cage has gotten that much more flexible, so we actually have to peel away, you know, some of that. Um, the other thought I had, I was going to ask you, Dr. Dennis, about Ta, is that, you know, is there any help at all? Like with, I'm just thinking spleen 21 because I'm thinking rib cage, right? But is there any help yeah. at all in terms of increasing the flexibility of the, or, you know, I know sometimes manual therapy is necessary, but like, is there some points to like kind of like make the rib cage more flexible? Well, first, CV15 and spleen 21 are really good points for spreading the chi throughout the uh, upper abdomen and the chest. So besides okay. CV17, which may be habituated to the signal, uh, the, <clears throat> as you mentioned, uh, the CV15 and 
and spleen 21, which is a great lower, great connector. If you bend your elbows and you put your palms up under your armpits, you're, the the center of your palms going to be hitting spleen 21, and then you spread your fingers out across your chest. That's an illustration from where your fingers are pointing about how spleen 21, the great lower, the great connector, spreads the chi throughout the chest. So that would be useful too, in addition to uh, CV17 and CV15 for opening up the chest chi. Uh, and as as far as um, moving the fascia goes, qigong is a really good exercise for moving fascia. And one reason that's important is because there are sensory nerve endings in the fascia, particularly in the in the joints where the the tendons um, connect near the joints and uh, other connective tissue like the ligaments. So when you're doing exercise or moving, you're stimulating those sensory nerve endings, and that increases your breathing rate and stim- stimulates um, a faster breathing. That that that's one of the things that uh, jogging or exercise stimulates when you're moving your legs uh, is the, those sensory nerve endings around your knees and in your connective tissue to increase your breathing. And of course, you know that happens when you're skating too. Yeah, you know what I found really interesting is that, um, like, say I just you know didn't eat enough one day, got busy. And uh, like yesterday, um, no, <laughs> just kidding. Um, and I was like, oh, I go to the store hungry. Not a good idea. Um, usually it's not really hunger. It's more like didn't eat enough fat or protein or something. Anyway, and I see these Korean barbecue chips. <laughs> and I know full well. It's like a bunch of omega-6s, right? So yeah. uh, even if it's non-GMO. So I'm like healing it, right, decreasing the amount of, you know, whatever. And uh, it definitely does help. Uh, but I know my body says, look, don't eat this stuff too much, right? So then I might get like a damp heat, you know, kind of symptom. Uh, and, and then if it's raining out, that's when it really manifests. <laughs> so then I'll bend my knees and I'll get kind of a, you know, kind of a pain. Like a, I call it a damp pain. Uh, And I notice that sometimes, even though it's painful, if I can, like, move the joint, like, move the knees and just just gently bounce up and down or whether I'm on my power plate or just – yesterday we were actually watching um, the – we we can watch the 4th of July uh, fireworks from from our yard or outside our yard. And I'm on – literally standing in the middle of the street, you know, looking at the stuff, and I'm just in this kind of sumo wrestler (laughs) – Stance and I'm just bouncing up and down, and after a few minutes, the knees feel better. So I think is that sort of what you're talking about? How the how just that movement can be really good to like move chi through joints and stuff. Yeah, yeah. that's a good example. Yes. Mm, okay. Okay, that's really really interesting. Okay, fantastic. So well, we definitely while, have while you're talking strategies about, here. While you're talking about that, I thought of another good point that might help talk. And that is um, the ghost point on the back of the uh, neck, right under the skull there, is um, GV16, which is a wind gate. And um, it also helps the uh, marrow, which is the nervous system. And it's a window of heaven point and um, a ghost point, which means it connects 
the uh, upper body or the brain with the lower body or the breathing apparatus. And it's also right over the um, midbrain, which which controls, which has a reverberating circuit in it for breathing and has a neurological control for breathing in it, for rhythmic breathing. And if you put an X39 right on that spot, it may help regulate your breathing. That's uh, GB16. Right below that, um, that bump on the back of the skull, the occipital protuberance. So, but in, in that uh, depression below the uh, bump, or the occipital protuberance and, and just above the atlas or um, the cervical vertebra one, right, right there on the midline. You stick your finger in there and massage it. Even just um, mas- massaging, or in Chinese medicine it's called twina, with your fingers of that point, you can stimulate the chi and the blood in that area. But if you slap an X39 on it, it can do that all day. Ooh, that's a great idea. I love that. That's really resonating with me. It's funny because um, I don't have X39 there, but I have, uh, I think, an Eon, Eon close to there today. For some reason, wanted to, to put it in. And I did have a, a case, Dr. Dennis, where this guy was falling asleep on the massage therapy table, according to my massage therapy friend. And we, we obviously, we have the same client. So she says, uh, hey, I'm calling you because I, I really want you to get him checked out. Right? He, he literally stops breathing on the table. I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> right? And he didn't know that, right? And his, his partner didn't tell me either. So, you know, I see him and I said, well, you know, Marie says you, you stop breathing. So I, I think definitely, you know, you should, you know, we have to do what we need to do, right? You know, get a breathing test done and go to your other doctor and yada, yada. So he was, said, okay, right? And I said, and by the way, in the meantime, I said, look, I, you know, just – have you, you know, have you had any head injuries recently? Because this seems to be a new thing. And he goes, oh, yeah. I just kind of, I, I forgot the name. He just clipped his neck or something. Like there was a fence thing and he didn't see it. And he literally went, you know, right on his neck. And I was like, okay. I said, not good. Back then we didn't have X39. So I said, hey, do me a favor. Just um, take your Eon and just put it, in this case, I just put it, like I said, you know, behind your right ear. Just just put it there, brain balance you, and see what happens. Uh, and then, you know, make your appointment to get your sleep test done, right? So he hummed and he hawed, right? <laughs> and he didn't do it right away. And uh, so he come, you know, comes back, and uh, I talked to the massage therapist. She goes, he's good. He's not doing it anymore. I said, really? I said, so, okay. I said, did you make your appointment? He goes, no. I said, how's, <laughs> how's the sleeping? He goes, you know, the sleeping is much, much better. <laughs> I'm waking up more refreshed. And I'm like, yeah, because you're not breathing while you're sleeping anyway so that was like you know kind of lucked out there uh, i didn't know uh, you know the gb16 i don't know the points as well as you do dr dennis so i was thinking about that neurological control for the rhythmic breathing that's what i was thinking of yeah. so i was like okay what point can get there uh, somewhere in there so yeah so it kind of worked out so i think that's a this well, is a good actually by hitting uh san john 17 behind the ears mm-hmm. you're also um Besides stimulating the Sanja channel, which is notorious for regulating hormones or, or quote-unquote water flow in the body, uh, you can also uh, reach behind the ear with that. So if you put a patch like an Eon on the right and an SP6 on the left of Sanja 17, you can uh, balance the endocrine system 
And there are neuroendocrine points all behind the earlobe that are facing that point. So you're getting a dual purpose by putting a patch on Sanjiao 17, both that point on the skull, and you're also getting those acupuncture points on the earlobe that you can't really patch that that uh, well because the patch will overlap right. the earlobe and stick out the front. But you can access that by hitting Sanjiao 17. And, and okay. that will uh, balance <clears throat> that will That will send a signal through the head at the level of the hypothalamus and regulate endocrines. All right. So that pretty- just made, me, made me feel like I knew what I was doing. <laughs> yes. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Yeah, so, okay, so folks, you have to understand, I, I'm an acupuncturist, yes, but I'm a medical acupuncturist, right? So the way we were trained is almost like kind of westernized, so French energetics. And so, it, you know, we didn't have to memorize all the points. We didn't have to know all the Chinese names for all the points. You know, we did some five-element stuff, but um, it, 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 I don't have that breadth of knowledge that Dr. Dennis has, right? That's why he's here on the show. <laughs> to share that amazing uh, knowledge with you. Now, so we got lots of people raising their hands now. This is awesome. The number to call in okay, uh, cool. if you have a question, 818-514-1190. Hit one so we know your hand is up. And also the chat. I'm going to read the chat question next. Uh, 818-514-1190 and hit one if you'd like to be here live. Now, we have some people from abroad, so they're not uh, able to call in without long distance. So let me see. We got one from Ali Ping, I believe. I uh, would like to get some clarification on the lifespan of the patches when used. For example, uh, Eon, Glutathione, Carnes, etc., I've heard from other sources that we can use the patch for 24 hours. How true is that? Uh, also, for Ice Wave, some sources says only use one set of patches on a horse, leaving them on for four days. It works fine on them. Will it work for us, too? Lastly, as for X39, I've heard that we can use it for 12 hours, save it, and use it the next day for 12 hours before discarding. Is that true? Okay. Well, you know, I don't know what you're going to say, Dr. Dennis, but uh, I, I do have an official response to that. Um, Go ahead. Yes. Yeah, so, so here's the thing. Um, the the patches and the science, uh, the research that was done, for, you know, from LifeWave, um, is for 12 hours on, 12 hours off. Do so we have data, you know, we have data for that. We can claim that and be, you know, and, and be truthful uh, both to the FTC as well as to, to the company, right? We can be truthful for that. Um, that's where the data is. And uh, so we can claim that it has these, these, these actions based on, you know, this data. For, is it possible that people, uh, when they wear patches, that it is uh, active longer than that now? Here's the difference. There's fully active and then there's active, right? So is it possible that the patches can last 12, more than 12 hours active on someone? The answer is yes. That can be true. Absolutely. Do we teach that? No. <laughs> the reason we don't teach it is because unless you're, an ex- unless you're a professional, uh, a healing professional, and you muscle test someone, right, like I do, right, and I can do that remotely at a distance, um, then I think you have to be careful because one person, it might last 12 hours. Another person, it might last 15. Another person, it might last three days, right? But you can't blanket say that it does that for everyone. And then when when things don't work or if they get what, you know, uh, to, what we call tolerance, 
because, uh, you know, that's the idea of doing 12 hours on, 12 hours off, because it's in the off time. Stuff, stuff is happening when it's off. So you don't allow the body to readjust or reboot itself or recalibrate itself after the signal's off, and then you can get too used to the signal, and then it doesn't work. So that happened with X39 with a handful of people in my group, I think like two or three people, where they just kind of left it on, you know, for 24 hours. Um, and uh, at the beginning, when they started using it, they were, you know, 12 hours out, 12 hours out, and then they just kind of, you know, lackadaisical, like I do sometimes, just kind of forgot that it was there. And they're using it every single day. And what happened was after the first couple of weeks, they got great results. And then they stopped getting results. And the symptoms came back. And then when we were further questioning, did they have enough water? You know, were they taking the patch off after 12 hours? The answer was no, they weren't taking the patch off after 12 hours. So I think it's the, the touchiest when it comes to X39 for whatever reason. The others, um, the others I'm not that strict on. So I say to people with IceWave, uh, if you... You know, if you're getting really good pain relief with ice wave and it, you're still getting really good pain relief with ice wave like 17 hours later, 24 hours, great, awesome, great. Uh, once you stop getting, you know, uh, results in it, then it may be time to change to another set. Now, in that case, we're not using that, uh, you know, 12 hours off phenomenon because uh, we haven't had to. But like I said, some people are different. So I will work with people individually uh, related to that. Um, but I, I, I think it's a little bit dangerous to teach that publicly or teach that so that everyone thinks that that's the way it is, right? So we want to make sure that we're clear what corporate says based on their clinical data and that what we've seen um, that's really different for everybody. So anyway, so that's my two cents. I'll let you, Dr. Dennis, share yours. Right. Well, I agree that the corporate view is only use the patches for 12 hours at a time, especially the X39. And um, that's because um, the body habituates to the signal, which is what you were describing. You get used to the signal, and uh, so you get um, diminished result from it. And there's also a phenomena of the energy signature from the patches resonating through the acupuncture meridians, and that signal can linger for hours after you take the patches off. And so that's part of the uh, reset to the signal that you were alluding to. Okay. And okay. so um, unofficially, I, I agree with you about the ice wave as if it, ain't broke, don't fix it. Like if it's working and it's clearing the blockage and the pain is alleviated, then leave it on and let it do its thing. Uh, I also, uh, the, the patches uh, sitting on a shelf, uh, we've had them before they're even used sit on a shelf for up to five years and they still work hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Yep. I've noticed that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you know, as far as the horses go, I'm not a horse person, so um, I can't really comment on that, leaving them for four days. It's probably not harmful because all they have is AccuLife, right, which is ice wave. Um, right. Yeah, but we, we don't have any data to support that. So. Yeah, the, the, the idea behind. Yeah, we definitely behind, not do the uh, 39 24 hours in a row, let's put it that way. <laughs> Right. I actually keep X39 in my pajamas, so uh, when I put my pajamas on, 
uh, it's um, hanging on me overnight, so like about maybe seven hours a day. And then I take my pajamas off when I get up in the morning, and and then I'm not wearing it anymore. So that's one yeah, way to do it without idea. thinking about taking it on and off. But then the problem is sometimes you forget to take it out of your pockets and then it ends up in the washing machine. <laughs> yeah, been there, done that. Oh, my gosh. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, people could, I mean, unless they want a specific acupuncture point, um, you know, people could also, to, to, because most people don't sleep 12 hours, um, you know, maybe they sleep six or seven, you know, and that as long as you have that at least 12 hours where you don't have the patches during the day, you could actually put the X39, for example, under your pillow, or not under your pillow, but under your pillowcase, you know? Um, yeah. So near your head. Um, if you're not working on a particular acupuncture point that way, you know, you know you're not going to sleep 12 hours, so you're you're probably going to, you're going to at least have 12 hours of break during the day, so that's that's another way to do it. Okay. All right. So um, I do know, I think, Dr. Dennis, there is a, um, a teacher trainer out there, not somebody that we know personally, um, you know, that has their own training program and is, you know, sharing uh, these protocols with people and just, let, you know, just teaching, you know, that, oh, yeah, the patches last for 24 hours and, or three days or, you know, whatever. So people are getting confused. And then what happens is that when they try to educate their own distributors or customers, they get all confused because it's not what's in the brochure, right? And right. They, they don't really know. And then, anyway, and then if people don't get results, you know, then it looks bad for the company, right? It looks bad for us because uh, we're not actually following the directions. So I'm a little bit more strict on that. Uh, sometimes I will make an exception for certain things, usually individually, but I, I'm very clear to those people, This is we don't have data on this. Okay, this is not the instruction, and I'm not sure right. if that's you know going to be work. So you have to see whether that works for you. But don't teach people that, and, and blanket teach everybody the same way, because that that right. does a disservice for all of us. No, the okay. best the best way to teach the best way to teach people just learning it is to follow the company guidelines. Exactly. All right. Next one we have here is area code 518. Hi, is that Kathy? Hi, yes. Hi, Hi Kathy. Um, and Dr. Dennis. Hi. Uh, let's see. I I actually posted this, and I was, let me just pop back to this. I have two questions. <clears throat> oh, gosh. I'm, um, here I am trying to find this post. Okay. Yeah. It's I have only, a post by I it's on Blog Talk. Um, oh, you're, okay. You did post it under the event, can, right, on Facebook? Because that, that's where I'm looking. I put it under comments. Under comments, but I can just read it to you, no problem. Um, okay, I have great. two questions. A patching protocol for a 72-year-old male, first joint on index finger has been inflamed and bent because of the inflammation for a couple of years. Um, I think it was diagnosed as arthritis. It has little pain, but all of a sudden... Um, weeks ago it just really got inflamed um very sore and you know tender tender to touch i've tried arnica and icing and x39 right on it but i just wonder if you have recommend further recommendations and and or meridian patching for this because i mean 
Because I can't say what it is. Oh, I guess I did say it. <laughs> right. Well, it may not You're be that, about. actually. Um, it might be that. And, and, yeah, well, uh, they're usually less likely on small joints. It's possible. Okay. But, um, yeah, um, what I, I did notice this may or may not be necessarily true for him. I don't know if he used patches before that flare-up. Did he? Not much. No. No, not really. Let's just say no, because I'm, I'm quite new to, to all of this. Okay. Well, the reason I ask is because occasionally during a healing response, sometimes toxins that are actually stored in certain areas um, will actually, you know, the body will be like, oh, I have energy now. Let's get rid of this, right? And it'll actually bring inflammation to the area to get rid of the toxins in that area. So there's a temporary swelling. And the, th- it, the thing is, if, if, if there's enough energy and the detox organs are happy, then it pretty much goes away. Uh, especially with with some patching help, but of course, if it's lasted for months and months, then you know, then either the toxins are stuck and aren't moving, or it's not related to that. That's why I was just asking. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because I had that happen to my dad, where you know he, he's well, he's patching regularly anyway. But I can I can tune in energetically and test him, and he'll have suddenly he'll you know come wake up and he'll have this you know swollen whatever on his. And for no reason, right? When I test what it after energetically test what it is, I often will get debris. So meaning that his body's healing something that's super old, like decades old sometimes, and there's debris and the body's trying to get rid of it. So I just do it energetically for him, and usually in a day or two it's it's gone, and we never know what happened. But you know, it, so it sometimes the patching can help to remove that inflammation and, and debris and detox more efficiently. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I'll let Dr. Dennis share his wisdom on this uh, inflamed finger. Well, before I do that, um, <clears throat> uh, Dr. Karen, I was wondering if when you're testing for uh, toxic debris on people that have, that have had the um, COVID injection, what shows up for you? Um, yeah, there's a there's a, a health protocol that I taught in a class um, called Divine Design Training on uh, what what we do with that. And um, so I have usually it's not the student; it's usually their family members <laughs> that we're testing on that gave us permission. Uh, yeah, so sometimes we'll we'll see that there are um, certain you know issues with that. What I often do is I check their immune systems before and after because you can do that. There's no time issue when you're doing muscle testing. And uh, just and the trend has been that uh, unless they happen to be a high vibrational, which is funny because I, I still have a little bias, like why would you get it anyway? But anyway, uh, there's two people that I know that do a lot of meditation, okay, and one's uh, actually a professional healer that decided to, to get the inoculation, and their immune systems didn't budge. It was, you know, relatively as happy as it was beforehand, which really kind of shocked me <laughs> because everyone else, their immune system dropped multiple points. Like, you know, they might come in prior to the jab and get, like, a immune system, like, say, 70% happy, which is not great. Like, I, I want over 95, right? So we have ways of doing that. Um, and they might come in at 77 or something like that. And then post-jab, 48 hours, they might go down to 40. So that's where we do our correction. And we do some corrections. And then, yeah, there's uh, energetic ways to uh, disable, if you will, the the negative consequences of it. So like I said, it's part of 
that particular training um, that that we do that. So, yeah. Okay, so one one reason I ask that is, <clears throat> and I, I ask this of people that come in with inflammation these days, because the <clears throat> the spike proteins in the injection, or the spike proteins that increase as a result of these injections will attach to various numbers of tissues in the body, like about 28 or so different tissues cross-react with antibodies to the spike proteins, and that can stimulate inflammation. So that's another thing to rule out when you're dealing with inflammation. But just to to keep things simple, uh, as, as far as the joint pain goes, what I've done in our clinic in L.A. a number of times is put a ring of ice wave patches around it. Like you take one set of ice wave patches and you put the tan on one side and the white on the other side of that joint on the finger and make a ring out of it. And that works pretty well. Like I'm I'm remembering one, one woman we had that was diagnosed with arthritis and she's had it for, for about eight years, we did the ring thing on her, and we let her sit there for a few minutes while we did other things in the clinic. And then we went back to her and took the patches off, and her inflammation was totally gone. And she got back to me years later, and it's still gone. That's great. With that procedure, do you do... So it's the right hand, right index finger. Do you do the white on the right side of that knuckle? or does it, At this point, does it matter? It you know, um, doesn't really right. matter. It doesn't the bracket point that has um, blocked chi in that area. And so okay. you want the configuration of brackets of the patch where the tan one and the white one oppose each other on opposite sides. Mm-hmm. on the sweet spot that will get rid of the pain the most. Right. In other words, so it is configured or situated so it gets rid of the blockage the best. Okay. So I'll play around with it because it could be top and bottom because this knuckle is really big. And so oh, anyway, I'll, I'll do right and left, left and right, top and bottom, I guess, and just play around with it. Yeah, and you could use double-sided sticky while you're playing around and moving it around uh-huh. until you decide on a position, and then you take the um, paper off the adhesive and put them on. Thank you. Oh, that's great. Thanks. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good luck with that. Um, I was just thinking about uh, these these little silicone rings. I mean, that's an extra expense, but I have one that um, that I bought for James. Um, has James Hart Karen on the inside. Anyway, so... <laughs> So I have this uh, nice. ring was too big, and they didn't want it back, right, because it's customized, right? So they didn't want it back. Uh, we couldn't return it, um, but it was too big. And um, so that ring is, is like, can twirl around, you know, but not too loose. So you could I, you could literally stick the patch, um, you know, with tape or whatever on either side of this ring and literally twirl them around <laughs> different positions. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, and, and see whether which which position works the best. I know certain positions. Once you yeah. put it on, it's kind of like a splint, right? You're not going to be able to bend that that joint, that's but that's okay. okay. It doesn't bend. 
It doesn't bend yeah. anyway. So that makes me think that, you know, back in the day when people did, had a lot of paperwork, like a secretary would have one of those little fingertips yeah. things. Yeah. So yeah. that might work too. Okay. And so then my other question is protocol for a sober, curious female who would like to continue not drinking. Should that person do brain balancing? And okay, well, sorry, they're, they're, they drank too much alcohol, is that what you said? Well, over, over like, I don't know what it was, five, six years probably. Okay. So just trying to, just trying to stop. Okay, well, good for her. So stop, try, yeah, oh, sorry, so stop drinking alcohol, so she needs help with the, the, uh, the cravings? I guess so, yeah. Okay, okay, great. Write that in the notes here. All right, I'll let Dr. Dennis talk on this one while I uh, Yeah, I, I definitely recommend the Eon Brain Protocol to begin with to clear neurological blockages in the brain. And then uh, you want to do um, liver and gallbladder points because uh, the liver chi will be stagnant from the uh, damage to the liver. And gallbladder points because the the gallbladder is the yang complement of the yin liver and so you got a good yin yang pairs there so one good yin yang pair for um detoxing alcohol would be um liver 3 and gallbladder 8 now you're going to hit gallbladder okay. 8 also when you're doing the eon brain protocol but um you're going to keep okay. rotating the patches around in the brain protocol so by the time you get back to it, for doing the, the detox part, uh, the signal will have been back to normal. So you, you won't habituate to it and be used to the signal. And you can um, can put um, the white one on the right, gallbladder eight, and the, the tan one of ice wave or energy enhancer we're talking about okay. on... Left liver three, and and in in Asian medicine, gallbladder eight is indicated for detoxing from alcohol. Okay, interesting. Okay, and what about for the craving, Doctor Dan? Okay, for the craving, um, uh, that that's a really good question. You can uh, use the SP six patch on. The, the left, uh, Tian Wei, which is stop smoking or stop addiction or stop craving point. The, the Tian Wei, and I introduced this concept to LifeWave years ago, the Tian Wei point is halfway between large intestine 5 and lung 7. Large intestine 5 is at the, the base of the thumb in the anatomical snuff box, and lung, lung 7 is um, further down the arm on the radial side of the bone. And uh, so halfway between them is the Tian Wei point or stop addiction point. And I, I've used that point really wow. successfully for helping people cut down on their, even their withdrawal symptoms. Like I had. Yeah, uh, yeah. I agree had a guy that was withdrawing cocaine and he was all shaky and he was a gardener, part-time gardener. 
and he was watering outside, and his, his arm was shaking. And so I talked to him, what's going on? He said, oh, I'm trying to get off cocaine. I'm trying to kick this addiction. And so I put an SP6 patch on his left Tian Wei, and with a few, within a few seconds, he quit shaking so bad. And he said his desire to, use, to snort the cocaine went way, way down. And then in addition to that, and, and I'm talking anecdotal. I'm not talking LifeWay research here. This sure, is just anecdotal, yeah, yeah. clinical evidence. <laughs> so so um, I put an Eon patch on his right Tian Wei. So there's an Eon on the right, SP6 on the left, and that took it down even more. It, it muted any kind of craving, and uh, he actually kicked his addiction that way. Wow. Fantastic. That's amazing. Yeah. And so yeah. if I and so you will write this up. I'm I'm trying to learn how to spell all of these things. Um <laughs> but I'm sure it's on the yeah, there's actually a picture um, too. Yeah. yeah uh, how picture. do you spell Tian Wei, uh, Dr. Dennis? Uh the pinion is T I A N W E I. Mechanisms in the in the brain and the endocrine system for stopping craving in the satisfaction mm-hmm. reward system of the limbic brain are the same for any kind of substance and also for exercise. So sure. if you if you self mutilate yourself by exercising too much, you're trying to get an endorphin high, and the same thing happens when you drink a lot of alcohol. Uh, you, um, you, it's a stressor that's a toxin which jacks your endorphin levels up. Mm-hmm. So we're we're working on the endorphin system in the satisfaction reward system of the limbic brain to regulate those hormone levels and receptor sensitivity by putting patches on those points, which, which is my theory. It's not not published life lifeway research, right. but I found that to work. That is great. That is great. Well, yeah. Any any other questions, Kathy? Before we move on to the next person. Oh no, go right ahead. I think we're all set. Okay, great question. Thank you. Way to go! Thanks for helping all those folks in our area. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, okay, let's see here. Uh, a comment by Anna. Let's see. Um, yeah, so Anna just mentioned uh, for herself, anecdotally, she leaves patches on her animals for days, but for people, she only uses it for 12 hours so they can integrate the signal. Um, yep, uh, let's see well, here. Speaking of patching oh. animals, uh, what came to mind when you said that was how on 1 4th of July, my sister Heidi's dog, who is kind of neurotic to begin with, uh, back when we were living in L.A., was in the backyard on the 4th of July, 
and the fireworks were really spooking her. And uh, she got so nervous, she leapt right through the screen door of my oh. office oh. and and just tore the screen door off. And, and uh, what I did was put a Silent Nights patch on her collar, and she calmed down. Oh, wow. That is great. That is fantastic. Of course, the patch didn't fix the screen door, but whatever. No, no. (laughs) No, no. When my my dog, we first got him, he he had major, you know, trauma, I think, from his two or three other owners. And uh, so he had major separation anxiety. And I almost wanted to double patch him. He was was so whatever. And... uh, (laughs) Ended up, uh, actually, there was, uh, I think, James, one day he was going to go out to tell him to stop whimpering in his kennel because he was waking us up uh, with the whimpering. And as he was going to his kennel and he was feeling annoyed at the time, he saw a little black shadow leave his kennel and then he stopped whimpering. And my husband got oh. James got really, really um, calm. And he's like, oh, that was weird. And then he kind of runs to me and goes, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty strange. It was like it was like a uh, a killed Apache from another reality or timeline, so a parallel timeline where he was actually killed, and it was like his his alternate self ghost would come visit him at night. And during the day, when I would test, I couldn't test anything. I couldn't find anything. There was nothing there. Uh, but at night, it would come. And he would play with him or whatever. It was just so weird. Uh, so then, because then I, because James saw it, then I knew what to focus on, and then we cleared that. And he has not done that since. And he, he really. Um, now I had a lot of other help from other healers, you know, helping my dog and heal, you know. So he got a lot better with separation anxiety. But that was the last bit. So uh, yeah, sometimes when patches maybe don't work as well as we, it's sometimes it's some spiritual issue that we have to deal with <laughs> in this case. Right. That's what it was yeah. with with the dog. Um, okay, so just as well, a follow-up, yeah, go ahead. That that reminds me of somebody that I was working on once, and I wasn't being as careful as I normally am, and <clears throat> this um, dark spirit came out of her and was flying around the room, and I actually felt it kick me or tap me in the shoulder to let me know it was there. And I said, yeah, I know you're here. I saw you. And I, then I invited it to leave, opened up a portal for it to get into another dimension. Anyway. Yeah, so, yeah, that that can happen. That can happen. Uh, Anna's been helping here on the chat as well. I think um, uh, Lei Ping uh, had a misunderstanding that um, we can only use one patch for 12 hours. So, no, you can actually combine them. So, Lei Ping, I, I believe you're on my team, right? So, you should actually reach out to um, get the link, the special link for the principles of patching. Uh, because we cover all that stuff in the Principles of Patching course, and it's free for you if you're on the team. So um, just reach out to me and, and let me know. And thank you, Anna, for helping out there. Uh, Anna says that for the pets, she actually has a, um, uh, um, a, a collar. I guess it's a collar by, made by Roughware, and there's one with a broad metallic clip, and so it's great because it stays right on that clip, so she sticks patches to uh, the clip, and she also six patches to Coban and wraps around the front or back legs if, you know, there's a, you know, limb issue, which is Coban is like a stretchy little, um, you know, kind of like a ace bandage, but it sticks to itself. You can't really reuse it that well, but it sticks to itself and less likely to peel off the dog or cat or whatever. So, 
So thank you, Anna, for that. It's also constrictive. So if you put it on, you might inhibit uh, circulation. So you don't want to put it on too tight. Yeah, be careful. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's important. Okay, so let's get to our next caller here. Okay, so we have area code 214. Hi, who's this? 214. You have your hand up? Area code 214. We can't hear you. Okay. I'm not hearing you. So I was I'm on gonna... mute. It, it's Peggy. Oh, there you I are. Good. Sorry. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's Peggy? Peggy in Dallas. Okay. Great. Okay. I'll write hey, Peggy. What's your hey, question? Uh, I have an injury on my left foot. It's just uh, a did a crazy, crazy mood last July, and it feels like it was sprained or something, but I, no matter how I've patched it, I can't quite seem to get it to be relieved for very long. Uh-huh. And where so where I, is the pain? It's across the, my foot, my left foot, and it, it will move around. The pain will literally move around, but mostly it's a band of, uh, I've got the kind of behind step. It's mostly the band right below that end step, uh, from little toe over to the big toe. And sometimes the pain will move down real sharp all of a sudden when I'm walking down to the the, uh, the top of my big toe. You know, not the end of the big toe, but the top of the end. Sometimes up into the ankle, but primarily it's just across that band, like uh, a little below where you have a shoe with a strap going across the top of your foot, just below that. Okay. Okay, got it. It's interesting and that I've it tried uh, e- radiates. Popping it, uh, it is, yeah. I've tried Eon, popping it on there. It will subside some. I've tried Ice Wave, various places all over the top of the foot, sandwiching from the top to the bottom. Uh, I've tried the X39, just slapping it on there. All of them seem to help, but I just can't. I've had uh, chiropractic working to make sure the foot's all aligned. I've also had a... Uh, a DO adjustment that helped, but it just still keeps coming back. Okay, and you've had uh, you've had uh, an X-ray there to make sure you don't have a, a fracture. No, I've not had an X-ray. No, I have not. It was July 21st, so it's nearly a year, and it you know, like I say, it kind of comes and goes, and sometimes just uh, flexing my foot or bending, either flexing or pointing it. I mean, I can feel it right now, and I've, okay. I've got... Okay, and when you poke at it, does it hurt? When you poke at a bone, it's is just, there a... Uh, it's, uh, it's just tender, like, inside. The pain is... The skin on top is not tender, but underneath, it's all... Uh, right, but when you push on it. underneath your foot, does it hurt at all? Not... Not really. When I'm can't reproduce it by pressure. Uh, maybe the faintest little feel of it, but mostly it's just the, when I move it. Okay, yeah. And so I, it's unlikely a fractured bone then. If you if you're pushing okay. on a bone or your weight, you know, your weight is on it. Um, I have a way of doing it in the office. It's hard to do that on radio to show you, but um, what I do uh-huh. is I stress this. I stress the the bone by pushing uh, in alignment with it uh, using a toe or something like that. 
if there's a fracture, that'll hurt, even though I'm not pushing right on the spot. But in your case, it looks uh-huh. like it's really hard to reproduce by pushing on it. Um, you actually well, have to move for... Yeah, and just now on my a little toe side of my foot, up from my little toe a little bit, that's for the one side. If I push really hard, I can feel it. It's not as sharp of a pain, but I can feel it. So you think maybe a stretch fracture? Um, yeah, I mean, those may not show up as um, as painful unless you move. Sometimes mm. when you push on it, uh, but most of the time when you push on a stress fracture, it still hurts when you press right on the spot of, of the fracture. Um, so, yeah, not sure that's exactly what it is. Um, but it sounds like it's sharp like a, like a knife, right? At times, yes, it's more sharp. Oh. Like yesterday, it was pretty much fine most of the day, but uh, and as I, if I'm walking, I have to slow down. I have to make myself walk slower to get make sure I go through the proper gait of my foot to make it feel better. Because you automatically want to shorten it somehow when you feel it. Uh, that makes it better. But then a lot of times, sometimes it'll just happen during the day worse, and then sometimes at night, like last night, I was sitting watching a movie and. Just moving my foot in the chair, I had to put a nice wave on it. Then it does it does reduce it. So, and then it was okay, better this it morning. Coming back. Still there. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, what do you think, Doctor Dennis? Well, aside from your um, fracture test, uh, the the history and the pattern sounds like a hairline fracture to me. But um, do you, what's the mechanism of injury? Do you remember when you heard it? What happened? I totally remember. It was July the 21st last year, and I was moving, and I did not have on tennis shoes. I had on some sandals, and for 10 and a half hours, I probably went 3,000 miles an hour on my feet, <laughs> just 90 miles an hour all day long, exhausted. And that night, I thought, oh, I sprained or strained that foot. I know exactly when it happened. Okay. Um, I think if it were soft tissue, it would have healed already. But um, it, it sounds like you keep restressing it or re-injuring it and re-challenging uh-huh. it. So okay. um, in, in Asian medicine, what they actually do when there are fractures is – they keep re-breaking it to make the bones stronger. So like in the West, we put a cast on it and tell patients not to move it. But in the uh, in Asian medicine, they do the opposite. They, um, they keep it mobile and they w- want to keep breaking it because if you look inside the bone microscopically, there there's a sponge-like formation called trabecula uh, that is interweaving like a honeycomb and that strengthens the bone. And if you keep the bone still or stationary in a cast, it, the, um, the tissues don't get the electromagnetic forces of stress through the bone to stimulate that honeycomb to heal thicker the way it would if you kept stressing it or challenging it. Gotcha. And so it actually becomes weaker. Gotcha. Does that make sense? So, no, it makes perfect sense. So 
I just need to keep letting it hurt some days and not others, huh? <laughs> well, no, there are points you can use to to stimulate um, bone mending, and one of them okay. would be bladder 65. Okay. Okay, that's on okay. the side of the foot. If Do you have access to your foot now? Can you run your finger along the side of your foot? Yeah, on the I mean, little toe side? Yes. Without, uh-huh. without your shoe on? Absolutely. Okay, so um, if you run your finger along the side of the foot, uh, you'll find an ashi point along there, a point that hurts the most. Okay, so just press and keep pressing. Yeah, press press along that line from the side of the little toe down to the to the um yeah it's about it's about it's about a finger and a half up from the the high knuckle on the little toe so it's just a little yeah. that's where i feel the discomfort okay. uh-huh. so that sounds like it's about where bladder 65 is okay so what I, I put an x39 patch on there and stimulate the bone mending with that Okay, not carnosine, just X39. Okay. Well, you can use carnosine too, sure. Yeah. Should I? Well, like X39 during the day, carnosine at night. That way you swap out the signal. Okay, perfect. We'll do. Yeah. Yeah, I think consistency may be really important there. And, um, you know, Susan, I I don't know if you said D.L. Walker earlier, but um, what I've learned from her is that sometimes that stress area is still stressed because it's trying to compensate for another area, you know. So the fascia Uh will start to bind when there's an injury, a spot, and it will lock it in. And what will happen is other spots, will compensate for that lack of flexibility. So you could have issues, for example, at your knee level. There's no pain there, but it could be locked there and causing this downline, if you will, to your foot uh, issue. Um, you know, so yeah. that's beyond what we can talk about today. You can't really, you know, yeah. show you manual therapy yeah. on a radio show. But, you know, just just consider, um, you know, if, if this, if this, these, uh, ideas don't work, you may really want to reach out for maybe a session with D.L. Walker and have her look at it, like on Zoom, just look at oh, you, walk, okay. look at you, you know, and so she can go, ah, yeah, yeah, your tibia is not moving, you know, like she she can see okay. that kind of stuff, so, and if you don't know how to get in contact with us, you can messenger me and just remind me of this conversation on Facebook and I'll connect you too, but I've learned so, so many things, like I'll have, you know, my, my patella will be like not happy one day and, um, with you know, with what I do, of course, I if I actually take the time to do it, I'll I'll actually test and say, okay, what what is causing and contributing that? Because it's not the patella. Usually, it's like I've realized that it's like my adductor muscle is not firing optimally. You know, I'll do healing on my adductor muscle, and and then you know the pain just you know it just stops because it's like oh okay, you know. Uh, so well, sometimes you need to know what it is. Well, I do know that uh, some guy. Watch, watch me walk. He's supposed to be really, really good on uh, correct shoes, to correct supports. And he did say, well, he videoed me walking. So I have to really be careful about not pronating that foot out 
So that that side, he, what he said, who knows? So I might need to reach out to her. Is that my left hip, my left glute is very lazy, and it needs to be strengthened more than like that too. From moving forward and and throwing that out more. So that's probably why she's stressing it, maybe. And I have, I mean, and that does help if I'm really very really particular with making sure that left foot does not turn out. It does alleviate some yep. of the discomfort. So I know it's got to yes. be connected. Okay, thank yes. you. Thank yeah, you yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's important to your feet are straight forward. Sometimes your knees then knock, and then you realize, wow, I'm twisted, you know, because mm-hmm. your knees should be over yeah. the second toe. So, yeah, so I, re- I recently did a, a posture, you know, class for, for my group. Anyway, we talked about that, um, how, oh. you know, it's, it's important. So if we walk like a duck, you know, that's that's not a good thing, right, even if you're trying to avoid Exactly. Yeah, so mm-hmm. not not – it's better to, and the other yeah. thing DL says to actually make sure you push off your big toe. And if you cannot do that, that's a major issue and that causes problems. So I, I noticed on my left side, I do not push off my big toe as well. I have to think about it. Okay, good to know because I do know whenever I do feel that, if I slow down and make sure I go through the gate. So that's a good point. Thank you. Mm, good. Okay, great. Well, great uh-huh. question. All right, thanks, Peggy. Uh-huh. Pleasure. Bye-bye. Okay, great. Uh, I have a question here from Lois. Um, let's see. Uh, okay, uh, I'm not really sure I can help you with that one, Lois, because you put it on. Uh, oh, okay, maybe I went to the wrong. Oh, I lost it. Where to go? Shoot. Okay, well, me looking at. Facebook is a little bit confusing. Okay, I I lost that one. Anyway, so um, Lois, if you could put that in the correct group, that would be great. I don't think that was on the Light Warrior Network group. I'm looking at the Patch Training Team group. Okay, I'm not seeing any other questions here underneath the event. Um, Okay, well, no, I do see one from Susan. Jet lag preparation questions. Okay. I have a new client who today just started X39. She's traveling in two weeks with very long air travel and layovers and time changes. There are many patches to use. I'm only recommending energy enhancers for using liver three and large intestine four for jet lag, as in Dr. Dennis's protocol. Uh, my instructions are intuitive, and I'm looking for guidance, and this client is, is my healing intuitive, so she is one of us. Um, are we to put the energy enhancers on top of feet once she's woken up on the plane and knows she'll be awake for a day? Um, or, oh, wow, this is really long. So let me see if I can summarize. Then should she carry them with her when she feels tired and use them? She's traveling to Italy through Germany. I uh, also would like to know if my simple instructions are good enough for her. I do not want to add a third patch. So, okay, so what she's wanting is energy enhancer patches and X39, when to use them with regards to plain instructions. Mm-hmm. Put that on here, Susan. Okay, so I'd like to know how to best use the jet lag protocol with energy enhancers and X39 to optimize long plane trips. Okay, yeah, so when should she start putting the patches on, Dr. Dennis? Should it be, you know, what if she's sleeping? What if it's a red eye? Should she still use it then? You know, I think that's what she's asking. 
Like when do we start it and how long do we use it for? Put it on when you feel the jet lag. <clears throat> like maybe oh, after you the don't flight. Use it while you're on the plane? Well, afterwards or when you start feeling the jet lag. Like um, when your biorhythms are disrupted and you want to reset them. And um, actually, I, I just developed a, this protocol for jet lag with um, ice wave patches. And when um, I first introduced that to LifeWave, that protocol, uh, David actually used it on his flights, and he said it was working awesome for him. Um, so if um, the, the energy enhancer patches will work also, but they may not work as well or as quickly as the ice wave. So uh, you got the right points, which is four gates. And if you want to keep it simple, you put the white one on right large intestine four and the tan one on left liver three. Now, four gates is actually both liver three and both large intestine four. But don't have to. Just one on the right, one on the left will work. But then where would you put the X39? Um, that can vary. I would use a gallbladder point such as uh, gallbladder uh, 41. Okay. Because um, that's a master point for the belt channel, and that will re-resonate all of the um, meridians that go up and down the body through the belt channel. Which is called the dimi. So, um, gallbladder forty-one is the master point for the dimi or the belt channel. Right, and and Susan, that's on the right uh, foot, on the top of the foot. It's one of the yeah, and it's also beautiful because that, uh, it's a gallbladder ass, point. Uh, yeah, and you're using a yin yang pair in in five element medicine, like liver three and gallbladder forty-one. Very cool. Very cool. Okay, awesome. So I have that down. Thank you. For the question, let's go back to the phones here. All right, next I have area code. Uh, oh, where's my page, piece of paper here? Who's next? Um, three zero three zero five, I think. Three zero five. Hi, who's this? Did I say that person already? I can't remember. <laughs> sorry, that's sorry. Three zero seven. I'm reading wrong. Three zero seven. Hello. Okay. Yes. Hi. Hello? Sorry, I said three zero five by accident. <laughs> three zero five next. Okay. Okay. Um, is there a patching protocol to help with fluid retention, which is probably caused from uh, weak heart? He can't take diuretics. And the blood test just showed we didn't realize that he was retaining fluids that much, but um, the blood test showed that he was. And I don't know. I'm just new with the patches, so. Mm -hmm. What's your first name? Sharon. Sharon, you'll find the notes, so you know to look for your name on the notes. Go ahead, Dr. Dennis. The, the main point for accumulating fluids, which in Asian medicine is called DAMP, with a capital D, DAMP, um, is spleen 9, which is right below the inside of the knee. So if you put 
energy enhancer or ice wave or an eon <clears throat> on the right and an sp6 on the left with the white or or if you use energy enhancer and ice wave patches either one you just use one set uh, put the white one on the right tan one on the left of spleen nine and you're going to find okay. in a person is retaining fluids that that point is very sore if you just touch it they're going to jump out of their chair uh-huh. That's behind the knee. I actually no, have a microtraining on this, Sharon. Pardon? So I'll, 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 I have a, a LifeWave microtraining on that where you can, where I'll show you exactly where that is. So I'll go ahead and put that in the blog post. I'll just, um, I'll uh, hyperlink it so you'll see that one. It's called uh, dampness, patching for dampness. So you okay. Okay, and then I have one more Well, let me add something else before you go to your other question. Okay. If you want to get even more fancy because the fluid that's collecting is getting stagnant and causing blockages, then when damp accumulates in Asian medicine that's called phlegm, you can use a yin-yang pair in earth that includes spleen nine on the left but instead of using it on the right, you would use stomach 40 on the right, which is indicated for dissipating phlegm or fluid accumulation. So you would use, let's say, a set of ice wave patches with the white one on right stomach 40 and the tan one on left spleen 9. And that will take care of both draining damp and dissipating phlegm. Okay. Yeah, and how does she know which whether to use the stomach forty? Like what? Symptoms? Uh, if there's an accumulation of the damp that won't go away, it creates a blockage. Okay. That that is a painful. Uh, blockages cause pain. Okay. Well, he didn't. Other than some slight swelling at night around the ankles. He didn't realize he had a problem. He thought maybe it was shortness of breath. And when they ran the blood test, it was supposed to be 100, and it was 978. So evidently someplace the fluid is accumulating in the body. Um, I'm not sure how they can figure that out through the, through the blood test. I'm not really clear on that. Do you know which um, test it was? I don't. They just checked for fluid retention in the body because they wanted to put him on um, diuretics, and I said no because he cannot take diuretics. It really makes right. him sick, screws up his heart big time. Yeah. And so we're trying to do it naturally. Good. Yeah, the diuretics, so the problem with diuretics, being a medical doctor, I can speak to this, is that um, it takes the fluid out of the blood vessels but doesn't take the fluid that's basically leaked outside the blood vessels. So the person actually gets really dehydrated because it's just the water's in the wrong place, you know, um, and the diuretics don't take the excess water. I mean, literally dehydrates the person so badly that sometimes the, the fluid will eventually go from the, you know, the legs or whatever back into the blood, you know, vessels and, and uh, will have less swelling. But um, it, it's just not a very efficient way to decrease the swelling. So, I think that spleen nine point definitely is really great. It's one of my favorites, uh, especially when I eat chips. 
Um, because <laughs> um, that'll be nice and sore on a chip day if I'm doing it in the middle of a rainstorm. You know, I'd be like, okay. Well, there's, a, there's something else that might help too before you go to your other question. Um, I need to give you a little background first. There are three compartments of water in the body. Inside the cells, just immediately outside the cells. So inside the cells is intracellular. Outside the cells is interstitial space or extracellular. And also, so that's two. And the third one is in the vessels, like the blood vessels and the lymph. And if you have an accumulation of toxins, usually because you're too acidic, the physiology at the cellular level can't function properly and you're not hydrating your cells well enough. You're not getting enough water inside your cells. So that's what Dr. Karen was alluding to uh, with the, uh, the fallacy of the diuretics. And um, as a physiologist, I'm an exercise physiologist, I used to lecture about how for every 1% increase in intracellular hydration, you get a 10% increase in metabolic efficiency. So the problem with these chemical approaches is that it doesn't address the pH uh, uh, at the um, cellular level very well. And one thing that will help a lot is to look at using besides the patches, because the, the, like the energy enhancer patches will make your body more alkaline instead of acidic. So that's one way to get it to help. But um, using an electrolyzer that makes the water more alkaline is another way of getting more hydration inside the cells, more water inside the cells. So that, that's okay. the biggest problem that it sounds like he has. Uh-huh. Yeah, because he drinks a lot of water, uh, not excessive amount, but he drinks a lot of water. Um, and I just did get one of those um, stir stick things to stir into the water. Um, yeah. And maybe nice. that would help. And maybe I would say a pinch of Himalayan crystal salt, the real stuff. Right. Okay. We we use the Himalayan salt. That's all we use for salt. and. Um, nice. We really try to be careful with that because I know he has a pacemaker, but it's only beating, it's only one lead, and so it's making the bottom part of the heart weak. And um, so I understand, you know, with heart issues. Um, but this has really got me concerned now with this fluid thing showing up with the blood test because he definitely cannot take diuretics and I don't want him on diuretics anyway but um, well, they've tried really that before and he's really sick so right yeah you, well I mean lucky he has you Sharon <laughs> so he won't get sicker in this case so um, just so you know uh, a lot of people who have um, you know, harder blood pressure issues are told to cut out salt uh, according to you know old 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 studies about 10% of people are salt sensitive the other 90 are not yet they they blanket treat everyone the same way and tell them to cut out salt yeah. so it's not a good idea mm-hmm. for most people to cut out salt you definitely want to um, have uh, only the good salt though not talking table salt table salt is actually toxic 
So the Himalayan crystal salt is great that you use that only. Um, he could just a pinch in, in his water that he likes to drink anyway. Um, structuring that water, um, there's different ways of doing it. The stir stick is great. Um, I use my jewelry to do that um, and put a positive intention in there. That works as well to structure the water. Uh, Dr. Dennis uses the electrolyzer um, that also can increase the pH as well, which may be helpful. Um, yeah, so I think that's really in, important to just understand that, you know, it's the water's just in the wrong space. And the other thing, too, is we didn't talk about X39, but you definitely want to put an X39 on the heart. Okay. Right, to support the heart. To support the heart. Yep. Yeah, so right smack and in also the middle of Also give right. magnesium, like, natural calm. Yeah, he takes magnesium. Um, okay. So the X thirty nine on the the center between the on the chest is that where you're saying to put it? Yeah, CV seventeen, or okay. CV fifteen, or even on um, spleen twenty one. Yeah, just I would say put it in the center, um, so you don't have to worry about how to find it. So at the bottom of the rib cage is CV15. At the middle of the rib cage between the nipples is CV17. So either place is good. Okay. So we want that. Okay. I've been putting carnosine there. there, but I'll put X39 there then. Well, you can use carnosine at night on one of the points and then use X39 during the daytime on the other point. Okay. Yeah. And um, if you use more than <clears throat> three, is that a problem? Simultaneously, yeah, no. Yeah, no. I mean, it depends how new they are, right? So, if they're brand new, they've never had patches before. I usually start with one kind of patch, and then a couple of days later, assuming they're doing well, no major detox, then I might add a second type of patch. And if that's good, then maybe a couple of days later, I might add the third type of patch. Okay. So I, I tend not to use I've... all of them at once right away when they first start, because then if they detox heavily, you don't know which one it is, and. <laughs> Then they hate you. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. Then then it, it gets confounded. You don't know which patch is causing the detox reaction. Well, I've been doing two to three on him, but um, okay. yesterday and the day before, he was saying his eyes were really dry and he was feeling kind of funny. And so today he said, I want to take a break today. So he didn't yep, put anything okay. on today. So I don't know. Maybe he was detoxing too much then. Well, he, he's dehydrated, right? Because the 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 water's going into a different place. Compartment, right? Uh, and that, yeah. that's the biggest mechanism. That's the biggest problem that I see that you're describing. He's not getting rid of the water he's drinking. So even though he's drinking a lot of water, it's not going into the cells. And it's not going in the right places, and it's probably not the properly structured water that will go where you need it to. It's uh-huh. just accumulating in the wrong places. And that's putting a big load on the heart. Right. Giving the heart problems. So now yeah, the like doctor how, to, how do you pump a small amount of fluid around, you know, the body? Because <laughs> uh, there's not enough of it in the in the vessels, you know, to, to feed all the cells and to get rid of toxins and to increase nutrients. Sorry, go ahead, Sharon. What were you going to say? Well, I had ordered that Dr. Willard's uh, water. Oh yeah, yep. And I Good. started him on that, but I didn't know. They said to start slow, 
And so I wasn't sure how much of that he could drink in a day. I didn't want to overdo it and overload him. Um, yeah, well, I, 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 I never really started slow with people um, when I was in the office. Uh, we um, used to use this on uh, people that had been getting chemo. Uh, and they were very, very thirsty. Like, they were not hydrating well at all because whatever the chemo does, it's hard to explain. But anyway, so we would use this water. Now, in the old days, it was called Okalani water because LifeWave made their own version of Willard water, but now they don't make that anymore, so we just recommend the Willard water or the Crystal Fly Energy water. And you put it in the water, and you could use, like, half the recommended dose um, and uh, put that in, you know, half a gallon or a gallon of water um, and have them try that first and um, then he can drink all he wants during the day. We, I haven't really seen any major problems with that. In fact, uh, the first, one time I had this guy come in, he had humongous legs. I mean humongous. He wasn't like the healthiest person, obviously, like he didn't eat right and all that kind of stuff, right? But he was so thirsty, so thirsty. And his, you know, cardiologist and nephrologist were like, you can't have water. You can't have water, right? So he was down to oh this tiny God. little bit of water a day, but he was so thirsty. And I thought, oh, jeez. You know, I said, look, look, let's, let's okay, let's start simple. Because, like, this guy was not, like, I can tell him 20 things at once, right? So let's start simple. Let's start with a little water. You know, put that in, in whatever water your doctor says you can drink, right? Just Just put that in first. Let's see how you do after a week. And after a week, he was, like, so much better. Like, the swelling went down. This is him drinking the right, the same amount of water. His swelling yep. went down. He felt not thirsty anymore. Um, he just had more energy. Like, it was amazing what proper hydration can do. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll give yep. you another example of that. Uh, my My sister and I were visiting our cousin who was just getting over uh, chemo. And uh, he was very toxic and acidic, and he could barely move, and he felt he was lying on his couch feeling like he was going to die. So we hooked up an electrolyzer machine for him, and um, it made his water more alkaline, and it gave him properly structured water so that the uh, clumps of water molecules are not so big that they can't get inside the cells. So when you microcluster them, they can get into the cells and hydrate the cells better. And the biggest characteristic or the most important one of that electrolyzer is that it gives you molecular hydrogen along with electrons. And when you have more electrons in your body, just like in the wire, uh, the electrons move through a wire to conduct electricity. You can actually put wires in the water and attach them to a light bulb and then light up the light bulb. So you know that it's live water because it's full of electrons because of the molecular hydrogen. And so the, the most important feature you want is water that is high in molecular hydrogen and electrons and microclustered and also alkaline. And if you, if you have all those features, just like in the guy I just described, our cousin, uh, after drinking that, half an hour later, he was up off the couch and feeling much better. And I'm yep. I'm suspecting the same thing will happen to this guy. No, yeah, are those? I hope you're how do you better. get those? How do you get that kind of water or what? I don't. Yeah, you can contact well, Doctor Dennis after the show. Sure. Okay, and yeah. uh, he can share with you. Um, you know the the machines. You know, just pricey. Just you know. <laughs> um, 
but um, the electrolysis uh, machines have all these fancy features, and you can increase the pH and all that kind of stuff, and you have it kind of all in one machine rather than necessarily getting willed water and then using my jewelry to structure it and then using some other bottle to increase the pH. You know, there's different that's, – that's a cheaper way to do it. Um, but, you know, if you want the um, fancy uh, water machine that Dr. Dennis uses, he's been using it for a really long time, and he can – you know, you can just reach out to him on Facebook. Um, and um, Well, let me say one more thing about it. We started using it in our clinic because it increased the efficacy of the LifeWave patches. Mm-hmm. To yeah, drink that people kind can of hydrate. Water. It's like, yeah, and have more electrical yeah. charge in their bodies, right? Exactly, so, right. More hydrated, yeah. more biocoherence, more elect- electrons in the body to conduct electricity. Yes, that's why. Yep. Yeah, okay. Uh, Sharon, we have to move on, but thank you so much for your questions. Oh, could I? All right, so I'm going to move on to 307. Sorry, so area code 305. <laughs> I keep mixing those two numbers today. Okay, who's at area code 305? Hello? Can you hear me? Hi. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Can you hear me? Hi, this yes. is Karen. Can you hear me? Yes. yes. Go ahead, Karen. Okay, great. Here's, you got a lot of background noise, the, by the way. There's background noise? Is it still yeah, there? there? Is. I can, it, it's like a radio yeah, or know, TV. Yeah, I don't know if it's a radio, TV, or just a, a delay for us talking. You may have to close, You have, may have to turn down the volume of, of the computer if it's us talking and we have an echo. Okay. Um is that better? Yeah. Is that yes. better? Yes. Perfect. Okay. Here's the question. A uh, woman who is in uh, 7374 has asked what patches she can use to improve her kidney function, uh, apparently to help filter better. Uh, not sure what to tell her. She has some edema, um, but is otherwise very, very healthy, heart, et cetera. And she, the, the edema is usually in the foot or ankle, and she's associating it with the kidney not uh, filtering properly. Apparently she did take a test at one point, and the kidneys were spilling some protein, but apparently that has stopped. So she just needs okay. to know what she can do to improve her kidney function and improve how the kidneys filter. Okay. Yeah, we can support the kidneys. Definitely. There are lots of things you can do for that. And one of um, the same information we gave the other lady uh, for edema applies to the swelling in the, the feet and the ankles. But also the most simple thing you can do to support the kidneys is to slap um, an X39 on the life gate, which is um, on the back between the kidneys, and uh, it's right below lumbar vertebra what two. Is that, what is that called? And that life that gate? point is called uh, GV2. G. Uh, I'm sorry, GV4. It's GV4. GV4. Okay, and Governing it's on the back four. between the kidneys. It's called the main maintenance, right between the kidneys, and it's below the lumbar vertebra two. Okay. On the midline. Got it. 
Okay, so uh, the way to find lumbar vertebra two is um, you you put your you uh, stretch your hands out with your fingers pointing out and your thumbs coming together, so you have a big U shape in there, and rest your hands on the hips or technically the iliac crest and push down, and your thumbs will come together at about um, lumbar right below lumbar four. And then you count the space above that that's lumbar three, and then one more above that is lumbar two, right on the midline. Okay. Yeah, and, and um, uh, that, is she willing to wear other patches? Uh, she has other patches. I don't know if she's, she's doing other patches, but she does have them. And, and okay. she does have X39 as well. Okay, that's great. So I, I was going to suggest the energy enhancer patches on kidney one on the bottom of the feet, which is what David likes to use a lot of the time. That's another option in addition to the X39 on Ming Men. Uh, bottom of, of the feet? Where at the bottom? Uh, you'll have to look up kidney one acupuncture point online. Oh, okay, kidney one, that's no problem. The center of the ball of the foot. Ah, okay. So when and, are and you make a nice triangle by doing that too. If you have energy enhancer on both kidney one with the white on the right and the tan on the left, and then you have X39 on the Ming Men or um, GV4, you have a nice triangle that helps the kidneys. Okay. Uh, say that again. For this triangle, the X39 would be on what spot? The spot that is on the midline right below lumbar vertebra 2, which oh, okay. is called GV4. The, the, the spot. Okay. And... And then where would the two energy enhancers be? As Dr. Karen and David suggests on kidney one. Okay, so that would be two energy enhancers on kidney one, making the, making the triangle. Well, well you one set of energy enhancer patches, the energy enhancer patches and the LifeWave um, Ice Wave patches have two patches in each set, a white yeah, one, one and a tan. Pan. Yeah. So, so that's one, one, set, one set of energy enhancer or ice wave with the white one on right kidney one and the tan one on left kidney one. Okay. And okay. the, the X39 uh, on GB4. Yep. And, and another, what will, what, another, go ahead. No, you go ahead, please. An alternative to kidney one would be to use kidney three. Mm-hmm. And where is that in relation to kidney one? It's above kidney one and it's behind the inside of the ankles. It's in so the it's between, it's between, it's in the depression between the, inside of the ankle and the Achilles tendon. Okay. White one on the right, tan one on the left. Right. And for that, you're saying either energy enhancer or ice wave. 
Yes. How how long for how long should she do this uh, type of treatment till she might see some improvement? And how 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 will she actually know there's improvement? Well, how long depends on the individual and all the other patterns and complications that got going. So she might see well, improvement right away. Have... It might take. Go ahead. Uh, apparently, she doesn't have any. Apparently, her heart is good. Her li- everything is good, except um, she's run into this difficulty with the kidney. I think because of uh, a pressure issue, a blood pressure mm-hmm. issue. I would, I would probably use the X39 every day, 12 hours on, 12 hours off, and I would recommend the energy enhancers every other day. Um, since you're stimulating the kidney points already, uh, I don't necessarily think you need to. Can, you know, do it every single day on the same kid on the same meridian. I usually like to change meridians, um, so I would say every other day on the energy enhancer patches during the day. Okay, and, and she's your also, suggestion is is energy enhancer as opposed to the ice wave, or or ice wave. I'm just saying you don't want oh, okay. to stimulate necessarily the same point day in day out, day in day out, day in day out, with the exception of X39. Well, with the X39, if I understand correctly, um, they only recommend really two points, uh, below the bump in the depression or below the belly button. At, um, that's be- yeah, that's because that's what's, that's what's been studied. But if you look at the, actually the homepage of the website, you'll see uh, a picture that says you can use it on any point you want. And so you'll see the points all over the body. On that picture, so, so you can use it anywhere, so but this, but the, the the clinical studies are done on those two points, which is why it's in the brochure. Right now, that I understand, but if she's going to be using the X39 every day, obviously below the neck and uh, below the belly button can't be used every day. Um, where would you suggest that? That would that be on the, the point that Dr. Dennis mentioned, Governor Vessel Four. So you so use the X39 on the back the between the kidneys. I'm, I'm sorry. Say that one more time, Dr. Karen. Rotate the location so you're not just using the point I recommended. You also use the brochure recommended points. So one day you'll use the brochure point. Another day you'll use the point I recommended. The next day you use the brochure recommended point, so on like that. Okay, so basically we only have three different points from what, if I understand correctly, we have b- below the bump on the neck, we have three inches below the belly button, and we have GB4. So that means uh, every three days uh, it's going to go back to the same spot. Is there another spot that you suggest or no? I think that's plenty yeah, that's complex. Plenty, that's plenty, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, she's pretty healthy. But yes, so. there are other points. Those are the best ones for the problem that we're talking about. Okay, perfect, perfect. Yeah, I think um, she'll be. Yeah, I, I think she'll do really well. And um, you know, I mean, you could use X39 between the kidneys every day if you want. But uh, like, I mean, us perfectionists <laughs> sometimes like to like give a break, you know, to, to that point. 
So um, if she can handle the complexity, then you could use the other ones in the brochure uh, in addition to the one uh, between the kidneys. And then the energy enhancer patches, you got two choices, the bottom of the feet or inside ankle, the latter of which is in your brochures. Yeah, so th this is, you know, I mean, obviously on this show we do more complex protocols than in the brochure, so we're giving you a right. little bit more complexity. So it's whatever she can handle. So you, yeah. you need to be well, I, wary of where she's at. She seems to be a pretty smart at. lady, and she she seems to ask the right questions, perhaps better than my own questions to you. Um, so I will try to interpret this to her the best I can. And uh, if I understand correctly, it's X39 daily, the energy enhancers, or the ice wave every other day, changing the meridian points for both um, either Correct. bottom of the feet or the ankles for the energy enhancer and GB4, et cetera, for the X39. Yeah, you got it, Karen. Hold on. Good. Okay. Excellent. So I got you to on. We only got 15 minutes left. I'm going to mute you now. You, to right, throw you shut, more this, complexity this is going to shut down and issue. throw us off in 15 minutes. I, I would also recommend that she sounds like she needs um, five element rotation with the energy enhancer yeah, patches. Too complex. Too complex. New person, right? right? Brand new person, brand new client. I would just keep it really simple. That's you know, I'm just going to disagree with you there, Dr. Dennis. Not to say that's not useful, okay. but we want to just get her into a habit. You know, she asked about kidneys, let's support those kidneys, and then, yeah, I mean, she can look up the five-element stuff later, so just make sure she gets it. Because what I noticed in the past is for my patients, I give them too many protocols, they do none of it. Right. So I think well, that it's important for us to kind of simplify it down, especially for new people. Okay, I, I, I agree with keeping it simple, but we both know five-element rotation. For everyone else who's listening that's wondering, we'll also help the kidneys. Yes. Okay, I'm going to unmute 602. Hi, who's this? Hello? Hi, what's your first name? Hi, this is Kyle. Hey, Kyle. Kyle? Yes, K-Y-L-E. Okay. And I've got, I've got a question on uh, for Dr. Dennis. Does, you know, you're saying GV2, GV4, lumbar this, lumbar that. Is there a picture? Do you have a book or anything that has that and your and your protocols in it? Uh, there's a website, yinyonghouse.com, that has all that? the acupuncture. Y-I-N-Y-A-N-G-H-O-U-S-E, all one word, yinyonghouse.com. And we also uh -huh. hyperlink that in our uh, on the blog as well. So it's always every single blog has that uh, URL in it. Just so you know. And okay, also, and that Dr. Dr. Karen has a lot of my protocols already on her website. Okay, great. And then, what would you suggest for blood pressure? Uh, we can't. That's a medical diagnosis. So oh, okay. we, can't, we can't answer that question. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. But, but I'd, I'd, suggest for, I'd suggest for helping those kinds of related issues to use energy enhancer patches on stomach 36. 
how would you say that? To help with circulatory or autonomic yeah, nervous help system with, balance? If, <laughs> if, the heart, if the heart's pumping really heavy and there's too much pressure on the blood, then you can use stomach 36 to help uh, calm that down. Okay. Yeah, so I put it down there, Kyle, in the notes. Use energy enhancer patches on stomach 36, which is on the outside of the knee in the energy enhancer brochure. If there's too much tension in the blood vessels, so we kind of have to say it that way. Can't use the word yeah. pressure or high blood pressure. Okay, last person. Let me unmute you here. Uh, area code 208. Hi. Who's this? Hello. Lois. Hey, Lois. Yeah, can you hear me now? Yep. Okay. Um, I don't know if you could help me with this on, on this here, um, but maybe you could send me uh, something by email or something. Um. But I kind of believe that there's been a – I'm sorry? Okay, we're focusing on patches today. So you want to give us some sort of bodily symptom that you or somebody you want to patch has so we can help you with the acupuncture points to place patches. Okay, so anyway, I kind of feel that there's been like a – a curse put on it and I've had many uh, injuries that were like totally out of my control that have caused disability and my doctors made me stop working and um, my entire spine is messed up and I have problems with a lot of um, dizziness and um, um, pain, <laughs> a lot of pain, and nausea and vomiting. Where's the pain, Lois? Uh, the pain is in my entire spine, but especially I get a lot of pain at the base of my skull and, um, down it 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 gets real sharp down my um in my neck down my arms and um up into my face sometimes goes into my eyes and um and it's it's really sharp I've been putting the, um, is it the life waste that have the tan and the white? The ice wave? Yes. Okay. I've been putting the tan on the neck um, and then the uh, white one in the shoulder area and the X39 um, at the area just at the center, just below the base of the skull, which has been helping the headaches quite a bit. 
and um, with putting the um, LifeWave ones on on both sides with the tan and the white, that's been helping um, the neck part. Um, but as far as, oh, yeah, and I've been putting the um, Aeon patch on the um, center of the forehead. Um, but I'm still having a lot of um, dizziness, uh, real severe dizziness, and um, and a lot of uh, nausea and vomiting and... Um, um, dry heaves and stuff, especially when I eat. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it sounds like you're, thought, you're putting in a dent as far as the, the pain goes, uh, but there's still chi and energy kind of going in the wrong direction. I think Dr. Dennis would uh, be able to explain that a little bit better. And maybe we can find um, maybe a double or triple triangle protocol for you, because yep. you're complex, Lois, that would be really helpful for all of those things. So, and I'm going to write these down in my blog post for you, Lois. You just look for your name, and I'll put all the points underneath your name. Oh, okay, okay. Um, Go ahead, Dr. Dennis. Okay, so what, what's causing the nausea and vomiting is what's called rebellious stomach chi, where stomach chi is going in the wrong direction. And you can use the front viewpoint for the stomach to regulate the stomach chi so it will go in the correct direction, which is down. So in order to do that, you can put a glutathione patch on CV12. That's halfway between the belly button and CV12. Okay. So that's halfway between the belly button and where the ribs are angled up on the midline. It's like when you bend over, most people have a crease right at that level. Uh, halfway between the belly button and what else? The ribs. The xiphoid process that sticks out from under the sternum where your ribs come together. Uh-huh. Okay, so halfway between there is CV12 from viewpoint for the stomach. So that'll help with reversing the rebellious stomach chi. And then for the um, the other pain that you're describing, I'd use ice wave patches on bladder 57, which is a support bladder mountain 57. point. 57. Okay. Okay, so that's below your calf muscle in that divot between your Achilles tendon and your calf muscle. So put the white one on the right and the tan one on the left. Right, white, tan left. Of ice Um, wave, yes. Okay, you said it's below the calf muscle and what else? Um, you know, we're not going to do acupuncture. We're not going to do acupuncture training here. So the best thing to do is look at the notes afterwards, and then search it on Google or go to yinyanghouse.com. 
um, because we only have four minutes left, then this is going to shut down. So we want to get your protocol done. So I'm going to just right. you so Dr. Dennis can continue with the protocol, and then we'll put all those points on the on the um, on the blog post. Sorry to do that, but we need to get going. So That's go ahead, okay. So then, then keep yeah, going. Let's, let's not go describe up to... where the point is, just what the point is. Okay. So then take an Eon patch and put it on um, GV um, behind, the, behind the neck there. See, GV14. Okay, so then you got a nice triangle for your back, and you've got the the nausea and vomiting stuff dealt with, and you got a little triangle there too. So okay, that's she that's already a, has the X thirty nine on the C seven as well as a pair of ice wave on the shoulder, so she should just keep that and stack the Eon on top. Or go, um, <clears throat> I'd use the Eon there instead of the X thirty nine. And go okay. further up with the X39. <clears throat> uh, use that on the top of the head. Okay. On um, GB20. Yeah, I use either hairpins, headband, or sometimes I'll just say catch sticker backing off. Keep in mind that the whole patch is working. So just because half the sticker backing off doesn't mean half the patch is working. The whole patch is working. And I have a lot of hair, so um, I'll just gently kind of pat it on top of my head when I use GV20. So, um, Lois, you're going to put the X39 on top of your head on the GV20. Um, and um, I was thinking, Dr. Dennis, that uh, I think Lois is willing to do this, uh, maybe do the double ice wave patching. So she's got ones on bladder 57, and we already know she has good results with the um, ice waves on the shoulder. So okay. how do you feel about that? I know that's a lot of triangles, but it's uh, I think sure. it's very strong. Well, the trigger point for the shoulder would be small intestine 11. Yeah, so you, really you put ice yeah, patch there, too, the, white on the right, 10 on the left. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I'll put that put. Second set of ice wave on the shoulder. And then 15 or small intestine 11. Okay, great. That is awesome. Okay, so my notes are a mess here, guys. So <laughs> give me, give me a, a chance to kind of, you know. Uh, correct spelling and, and that kind of stuff. Um, what I'll try to do is I'll try to type out the name of the acupuncture point because I've just got it in short form here, CV12, you know, because uh, we often acupuncture will say CV12, right? But then you're like, what the heck is CV, right? So it's conception vessel. So I'll try to retype those out into the actual words uh, so you can actually look it up online. Um, and when you go to the uh, Yin Yang house to look at the acupuncture points, they have pictures there. You know what I do, Dr. Dennis. Um, I just go on, um, you know, Brave or Google or wherever, you know, uh, on the Internet browser, and I type in at the top bar, image, colon. Then I put the name of the point, conception vessel 12, for example, and then I put the words acupuncture point. 
And when you put the words acupuncture point after conception vessel 12, what will happen, it will search all the images related to that, and it's so easy to, to see where it is. Now, one of the reasons we don't hyperlink um, our, our blog post is because we've done that in the past, and uh, people have gotten rid of their websites, and so we have these, all these broken links, and I just like, oh, forget it. I just don't have this, the manpower, okay, to like – Right. So, uh, to keep the blog updated with the link. So that's why we just give you the yinyanghouse.com. You can look it up yourself. Um, and uh, we just put the names of the acupuncture points on, on the blog so you can find them. But definitely it's super easy. Uh, to, to yeah, that's it. a good idea to use search engines. Yeah, yeah, it's just super easy to do that. Great. So thank you, Dr. Dennis, for um, this month and look forward to uh, talking with you next month. You're very welcome. Delighted to be talking with you every month and glad to help everybody. Yeah, bless you, Dr. Dennis. And thanks, everyone, for listening. And until next time.